This is The Verse, a weekly dive into the cinematic universes and beyond. We'll dissect the latest episodes, films, and news all fans from veterans to news are dying to know more about. Now, here's our team of pop culture superheroes we call The Verse Squad. Welcome to The Verse. Welcome back to The Verse, the podcast that could really use a trip to Risa. For today's episode, we'll be talking about this week's big finales. The end of season three of The Mandalorian and the very end of Star Trek Picard as the series completes its final lap around the universe. Since today is April 20th, we all know all of you just finished watching both finales. Discuss both episodes right now, just hours after they aired. Did you say April 20th, Norm? Um, I did. Um, that's today's date. Uh, as I said, we all just watched the finales of Picard and Mando and are getting ready to discuss them. No, no, that can't be right. If it were April 20th, I would know. And also, why does this newspaper say May 10th? I, 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 I don't know. And, and where in the hell did you get today's newspaper in space? What's a newspaper? We'll explain later, BB. Hmm. That's strange. I feel I feel a little dizzy. And my left ear is ringing again. Just like last episode. Wait. Wait. Emily is right. It is May 10th. It says here on my McAnime tattoo watch. Somehow we've missed 20 days of existence. We lost 20 days of existence? Oh no. Oh no! It's okay, Emilia. We'll be okay. We get it, Emilia. We're all upset about the lost time. Life is too short, and- No, that's- that's not it. Okay, I mean, that is it. But uh, what I'm really upset about- Really upset about how this bizarre time shift may be a sign of a hyperdimensional paradoxal warp which will slowly tear at the scenes of reality? If that's not reversed, we'll trigger a polar pitch pull, reducing the verse, into submolecule particles scattered across the cinematic universe, never to be seen or heard again! Is that it, Amelia? Is it? Is that it? Uh, no. No, that's not it at all. Oh, good. I was just guessing. Well, then what is it, Emilia? Okay, try not to get too upset, anyone, because this is pretty rough. I'm not sure you can take it. Just before recording, I opened a can of jellied eels and spam, and I left them out in my pod so I could eat it after the show. Uh, okay, don't judge. And if we experience some sort of 20-day time jump, well then, Jelly Deals surely would have gone bad. And it was a new can. That's it? Hey, at least the spam will probably still be good. It's a good point, Norm. Like, truly, spam does not go bad. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate that, guys, but... <sighs> I guess we all just need to carry on. Amen. Ugh. No matter what's going on here, with the warping of reality or your jelly deals, we still need to record episode 93. I'm upset too, but if we don't deliver this episode in a convincing fashion, it will seem like this whole 20-day time jump was just some sort of cheap bit used to cover how late we are with our double finale coverage. And we would not want that. <laughs> yeah, that would just look pathetic. Pathetic. Then let's get going. It's time to meet the team. I'm Lucas. I'm Bridget. I'm Norm. And I'm Emilia. And since we just had some sort of 20-day time jump and nobody knows what's going on, I think it's best that we skip the verse news. Yeah, dude, that would be old news. We'd be out of date. Now, unless I read from my handy-dandy foldable info-carrying device, my newspaper. Seriously, where'd you get that? I haven't seen one of those in, like, a decade. Alright, whatever. That's enough. It's time for The Mandalorian. Or should I say, The Mandalorian. You were going to bring that Because it's the in. end of The Mandalorian. But it's not. <laughs> but I'm Yeah, surprisingly not. Like, I so, thought the whole thing was supposed to wrap up. What so, happened? It didn't, 
No, so so <laughs> here's what happened. Uh, this must have come out like right before we recorded the previous episode, and we didn't get to cover it. They announced that there's going to be a season four of The Mandalorian, and it's replacing dun, 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 Rangers of the Republic, which was supposed to have uh, Cara Dune, the Cara Dune spinoff, and it didn't happen. So wait, I'm so ca- wait, wait. I'm so confused. There's going to be a fourth season of The Mandalorian. Yes, there is. They kept saying that, and I was like, somebody's wrong. And then they kept saying it enough where I was like, I'm wrong. Oh, wait, I'm so confused because... Just erase some of these notes. (laughs) I'm just... Wait, I'm so confused because then why... Why would I have had that cute little ending with the frog and Grogu and Mando if they're going to come back? Well, so... Like, that to uh, me, that was like... Apparently, they they, they rewrote a couple things just to try and make this work. But um, yeah, it wasn't supposed to. This was supposed to be the the final season. And then as they were going through, they figured out we can't finish the arc we wanted to without that Rangers of the Republic series. So they're going to try and, I guess, cram all of that into uh, season four of Mandalorian. Well, I'm confuzzled. I'm not really sure how to feel now. I thought the end was very unsatisfying, so I guess this it is a was. Good thing. No, I think it was, but also I felt that like they did end it in their way. Does that make sense? Yeah. I didn't think it was satisfying, but I yeah, felt I, th- it I was- thought that too. Yeah. Well, this is the way. Ah, <laughs> uh, get out of here. Okay. Um, let's just yeah, let's just jump into this. Okay. This one was called Chapter Twenty Four: The Return, and I guess it's about man the Mandalorians returning to their home planet. Finally, Can I, read the I don't IMDb? know. Can I read? The- yeah, the IMDb, IMDb thing is 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 the Mandalorians uh, confront their enemies. It's like really that's it. that's, <laughs> that's that's what you're going with. Wow. It's to the point. Well, based off of our predictions. Norm was right. I, Just say it. Norm, Just say Norm yeah, was Norm right. Was yeah. right. Well, Norm, Norm was, was right, right from the beginning. <sighs> Lucas and I sidebarred about this. Where like, I was like, neither of our predictions came true. Uh, but Lucas Norm was like, was but right. Norm's did. <laughs> Norm may have been right, but that doesn't mean he should have been right. <laughs> no, precisely. I, no, I precisely. agree with you. I didn't want Norm the whole entire time when you were like, hey, this. Uh, I think they're really setting up a false prophet. I was like, I really hope that. Like, I really hope that's the case. But no. No, when he destroys the dark saber, which just, just dive into the spoilers because we're weeks late, literally grabs the dark saber, destroys it. I was like, "Yeah!" And now she's gonna die, and then it didn't <laughs> no. happen. It's like, no, I was, I okay. Can I tell you? I think what really bugged me is, I think coming off of like how strong season two was and how high the stakes felt in season two, the stakes felt so low. In season three. So yeah. to me, the the thing that I was the most worried about, and I said this last episode, I said, I am not going to be able to emotionally handle if they kill Grogu or Mandu, Mandu, Mando or something along those lines. I didn't want that to happen. But at the same time, like, the, the, it like, wasn't compelling to me. It was just like, oh, the Mandalorians are returning home. Ah. Like, we don't was- really care that much about the, like, the Bo-Katan Mandalorians. I guess that's right. I, I, I just, I wanted to see more of them I, die. I, oh, that sounds horrible, but you know what I'm saying? Like, no one died. It, right? yeah. No, I, I mean, I it do just... want to see the Mandalorians all get their home back and get their planet back in order because I think that would be a fun thing for Star Wars just in general. I, I think the Mandalorians are one of the, the better or the more fun races to to be around they they have a lot of quirks and they have an interesting lore to them that i want to learn more about but i just i can't forgive bo katan and i've said this many times and i'm standing by i can't forgive bo katan unless she were to do something extraordinary to to gain it all back and to undo her past sins she hasn't done that and i feel like they kind of glossed over and just gave her a redemption arc without it without her actually having to do anything to earn it and i yeah. it bothers me like exactly like they didn't address any of the things that she did like they never if you hadn't if you didn't know like me you wouldn't you wouldn't have known throughout this whole series right. you'd just be like oh she's like a special person I guess. Or I guess um, she made one mistake by by forfeiting Mandalore so that the Mandalorians can go, like, wouldn't be slaughtered. Like, oh, okay, if that's the only yeah. thing you know about her, then 
then yeah, that sounds like, okay, she has a redemption arc. But knowing that she killed her sister, who was the uh, the leader of Mandalore to try and become leader. And then not only that, but then, uh, uh, you know, she, she was also way, Obi-Wan's, Obi-Wan's love interest, you know, which is yeah. great. Um, and, and then like the whole starting of Death Watch and and uh, the whole thing with Darth Maul that that. Well, I guess he's just Maul at that point, but whatever. Yeah, just Maul. No Darth um, in. Like, there's no redemption for her for the small things she did in this season. From, That's the thing. I me, think there could me. have been, but they just didn't go down that road, and no. it, and there it was worse for it. Um, I mean, the the things that were good about this episode is that it looked awesome. Again, I'll say the visuals of this season are just just wonderful. Just the the jetpack fight scenes, the the. Oh, Light them coming down! Battles. Oh, in the jetpacks was so cool. I know. I, I love that. I'm going to say it for the millionth time. <laughs> I want a jetpack. Uh, yeah, but it's like so. It, it's just so fun to watch visually. This is the, some of the best stuff they've ever created. So it had that going for it. They do. I just. I really thought Bo-Katan was going to sacrifice herself there to save. Mm-hmm. Mando and Grogu. I really thought that was going to happen, and then then I would have been like, okay, that makes up for it. So- That'll do it. It, but it didn't happen. A question he'd be like a reluctant leader, you know, like yeah. he didn't want to be, but they're like, you're the guy. We're voting you in. That would have been like way cooler. So I, so here's my question about the uh, uh, of Moff Gideon, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a pretty epic way to die to have a star destroyer just fall on you. That's that's yeah. that's pretty cool and epic. If you're gonna go out. That's a cool way. He to go out. so he destroys the dark saber. He's got this cool thing going for him. And and this drops on him, but did anyone else feel like that death felt a little lackluster for the cool character he was? Well, is I'd he like really to know why it's so easy to destroy the dark saber just by squeezing it really hard. <laughs> that yeah. really well, bothered had, like, me too. It also powered really bothered hands. me. He had like metal powered hands. Or I've never seen hands. a lightsaber be. Wait, have I busted? Ever seen a lightsaber be destroyed? You've you've yeah. seen it in uh, episode one. Half of a lightsaber got destroyed. Okay, well, I feel like however they did it there was a lot more spectacular. This was just like, bam, it's gone. I I gotta tell you, I'm confused about how that all ended because I know Emilia hasn't seen all of them yet, but I felt like a lot of this season was setting up the sequels. But then at the same time, I felt like they backpedaled on that a little bit because like they destroyed all of his clones and then they like... That girl that was like working for Moth Gideon, like melted the brain of the cloning scientist, and then I felt like that just kind of no ended abruptly. There. Right? Yeah, no payoff. So, yeah. Where did she go? What was the deal with that? This it season. It just kind of oh, hit my mic, and then yeah, Moth Gideon just died. Like what? This this season was it. more like Book of Boba Fett, where it didn't feel like all the things were actually interconnected. All the stories, yeah. they were just like, like like they threw out a bunch of boomerangs, but not one of them came back. Yeah, I actually wrote a whole list. No one <laughs> dies. There's no big betrayal, which is what I was hoping for with Bo-Katan. Mm-hmm. There was no secret armorer plot. There's no Leviathan attack. There was no cults are bad message. No justice <laughs> for Bo-Katan, and no Pershing payoff. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. I felt like this was a lot of scrambled thoughts brought together in one series. And I hate to say it, but it did remind me of how Boba Fett ended up turning out. Like it started really strong. And then all of a sudden we're like, oh my God, we're over here, we're over here, we're over here, we're over here. And then it's like, what was the point of that? Did anything happen? Not really. And I hate that because up until this point, I, I didn't like how disjointed it felt because everything of about the Mandalorian felt so purposeful and just made a lot of sense and how they were setting characters up and plot points made so much logical sense. And then here, like, like they brought Zeb in from like Rebels and like, it was just like, it was basically just to like throw him in. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, it was, yeah. there was nothing they didn't <laughs> I have a reference that, who he was. Right. Well, but I also, I thought bringing him in, him was then going to lead into the introduction of Sabine and Thrawn and all these people. And I know that we've seen them in the Ahsoka trailer, but I'm mm-hmm. like, we haven't seen them yet. Like, why would you not have said, if you're going to bring, oh God. I Here's just, my theory on why they uh, just did a quick uh, shot with him is because they were te- they're testing out 
the how to actually make him work like the uh the digital effects so they were like let's have a scene where we can start playing with that they're probably working on it and developing well, it right now so there's like a practical reason just to have a quick shot of him well that's uh, practical so but they brought it back TV more than once <laughs> <laughs> oh i mean everything i'm reading right now has been about how what happened with the cara dune spinoff uh, Rangers of the Republic really hurt this last season because supposedly when Mando goes to the Rangers, he's supposed to go to Kara, but she's not mm-hmm. there for obvious reasons. So they couldn't just like recast it or just had like another character that wasn't her, but like who's kind of like her. <laughs> it feels well, like so, an easy, but but that's why fish. they have uh, what's your call from uh, Kim's convenience? Appa. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and but but Zeb is part of the Rangers, and so is. I don't oh, know the okay. character's name, but yeah. <laughs> so that was supposed to introduce Rangers of the Republic, who Zeb's supposed to be on. Same thing with what well, Cara Dune was, and, and then mm-hmm. this guy. Um, now it seems like Mando's joining them. At the end, we see him being like, oh, I'll, I'll come on as a case-by-case basis. Yeah, okay. Not nearly as it's intriguing. Seemed, yeah, it just seems like lackluster. This season... <laughs> They did not nail the landing on this. No, the stakes were they. They had an opportunity to do something really dramatic that would have felt like cathartic, and you'd been like, "Man, that was a rough ride," but we got through it. Instead, it was like, and then it all worked out. That's kind of literally how it ends. It's like, and then it worked out, and he's like literally sitting on his little vacay home with you know in Arizona, like Navarro. Yeah, (laughs) that's what I I ended. Yeah, yeah, it would. That's what I assumed as well. Uh, yeah, that's why I'm. Sh- I'm actually really shocked like, when you just said that there's going to be scenes for. I I had no clue. I don't. I guess I'm just that much out what of the loop. What do we think but... about the final Looney Tunes shot, where or like old timey <laughs> black and white film where it goes really to a little cute. circle? A little like, circle. All, yeah, I was like, what is going on? Da, da, at the end of the day, da, 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 at the end of the day, Grogu never never learns his lesson. That little menace. No, no. Maybe season four will be him learning his lesson finally. But I think, like, more or less. I, I loved the idea of Mando and Grogu, and it was a very sweet, very caring plotline. And and I don't think, like, I guess for a viewership standpoint and, like, how much merchandise and money they make off of these guys, they're not going to kill them. Like, I just think that would oh, they're not going to kill Grogu. Too traumatic. Um, but I I thought it was a very sweet ending for them. I liked it. I just, yeah. I wish why, that why the season the as a whole was a better. Yeah, I literally felt like Grogu in the in the mech going, now, 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 all through the right. end of the, until yeah. the, the so, final shot was good, but a lot of it I was like, no, bad choice. So I'm going to tell you, I think it was like episode seven, I zoned out. I zoned out during one episode, and I was like, wait, what just happened? I, re- I rewinded like five minutes, and I was like, oh, no, I didn't miss anything. <laughs> One of the things that I think they had a, a, a chance to make like a little bit of a moment to like add some drama or some some heart, like you know, when when the armor is like he cannot speak, it would have been perfect if Grogu all he said was "This is the way," just that. Right? I thought he was going to say something. Yeah, nothing. I also thought he was going to talk. <laughs> nothing. And then they were just like, uh, plot twist. Just kidding. You um, know, we, we um, wound you up for this and then we whiffed it. Like, yeah. Major, major, major plot twist here. I'm going to adopt the kid. Wait, you did it already? I thought you already did. Wait, exactly. wait that also, was I was so confused when he said that. I was like, I was like, wait, weren't you? What have we been doing this whole time? Dad? <laughs> no wonder why this kid's a menace. He doesn't he even was, know. He's he was adopted. daddy, but not father yet. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's see that's psychological no, but, damage right but there. Right sure. off of episode one, there was the reference like I'm his dad. Like they Pretty made much. that known right at the beginning of the season. Rogu, so I was your father. A... <laughs> so I was just yeah. inappropriate. Nope. But I... <laughs> I was just like, why I don't know. I just I'm I'm distraught. I just wish it was better. I had higher expectations, and everyone knows on this podcast I hate being disappointed. And season three of The Mandalorian left me disappointed, which is why I'm just a little upset. But I'm also grateful that my predictions didn't come true because I would probably not be able to speak on this podcast right now if either one of them died. So that's all. That's all. I 
hate. I'm excited for Ahsoka. <laughs> watching Grogu run and jump in this episode. <laughs> I didn't Wait, like when he that. jumped up on the pillars and he's like, yeah, waddling, running. Yeah, what's, that is the run? stuff of nightmares, okay? <laughs> Let's hope by, by the time season four rolls around, the kid's grown some, like, legs and he can actually move around and, like, isn't just toddler grogu or whatever this yeah so i i shared the meme that i saw that somebody had i should be able to like reference the artist but somebody drew like a, an older grogu who like with a with a beskar helmet and a light the dark saber and i was like yeah like that if they if next season you see like a grown-up grogu and he's just like you know i don't know like badass i'd be so into that like they just get him speaking Get him like moving around, make him like a Yoda, like jumping around well, doing crazy cool things. Like Yoda anyway. is definitely obviously much larger than Grogu, so I want to see like that progression of like because they're supposed to be the let's same see teenage, species. but teenage. I want to see right. a teenage uh, Grogu just whooping butt. I want to see that. I know. I, I did. I did love his like force shield thing mm -hmm. that he did. I thought that was really cool. It's cool to see his powers. But at the same time, I want like more of that. I want more language coming out of his mouth <laughs> that he speaks. <laughs> what I want to see is on their home planet of where his characters are from, yes. like all that race. I want to see that, and I want to see that there's for those creatures that are can repel the force. So all of his little tricks and stuff he can't. So this is taken straight out of Heir to the Empire, which you need to read. But this mm -hmm. idea that there's creatures that can repel the force, and it would make sense. It would be on their home planet because their creatures are so strong in the force that there would be like their predator or something that can uh, make them so they can't use it. And then all of his little tricks and things, Emily, he'll get his he'll get humbled, and we should yeah, see that next season. That's what yes, I want. Yeah, I, I like want him. That. I want him to get a spoon full of uh, discipline. Yeah, that would be nice. Um, but then we'd have to see a, a whole bunch of little Grogu types running around, and there's just something like not little. They're going to be like grown up ones that are way more like, like like honestly. Even when I was like seeing Yoda in the uh, in the movies, like there's something just disconcerting, like uncanny valley about the way that they move, and I think it's it's just the puppetness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess I don't like puppets. I, I, I not think, a fan of Henson, huh? I, I will say I think. <laughs> I think they painted themselves into a corner with the older series and the puppets and how uh, Yoda moved. But at the same time, it's like he was an old man who's living on Dagobah, which is I a like dark force planet. Yeah, like I get it. But yeah, like, that well, made more sense. But Grogu is explicitly supposed to be cute. Well, well I also think they were trying to do like Grogu. They were trying to do a mix between old Yoda that we saw the movies and then also like the butt kicking yoda we saw a lot in the clone wars of like the way he would flip and do like acrobatics and no i get kind that of, part but, but they, and i think they were trying to mesh that and it just but he's so small it's like the dynamics don't don't work as well the physics i guess of it Look, it just doesn't make sense they they wrote themselves into a corner with yoda and then they tried undoing it with yaddle and then just doubled down again with grogu and i don't get it yaddle. That's not a real Star Wars character. <laughs> so I'm sorry, I still you... refuse to believe it. <laughs> Yaddle exists. Yaddle is real. Yaddle is real. No, he doesn't exist and he can't hurt me. She. <laughs> she. she. First off. <laughs> Get your facts straight, Emily. She exists. She's real. You can't take her away from me. I can just picture Emily laying in bed and then the, the closet door creeps open and a little yaddle waddles out. God, this is my nightmare. It's my sleep paralysis demons. Yaddle will walk out. Won't even limp out. Just walk out because yaddle doesn't need a cane. Yeah, yeah. All right. Sidebar over about yaddle. All right. Any um, other like Easter eggs? You heard my, or I'm sorry, theories. Like my theory was that we're going to get on the planet of Grogu's and there's going to be these creatures that can repel the force humbling him uh, and teaching yeah. him a valuable lesson we'll see more of his like his parentage his lineage we're going to learn more of that next season but i'm probably wrong because all the good ideas we have never happened so i just yeah i want to know more about him i i honestly thought we were going to get a little bit more of a look back of like when he we got a little bit of like them getting him out of the jedi temple um during order 66 there and then I I just wanted a little bit more of that, like the space, the time between like that and Mando. 
I just, I think, I think, I just, I like that era, and I just wanted to explore that more. But at you the like same the Fallen time, Order era? Yeah, I love that, which is why I love the Clone Wars. But at the same time, like, I don't know how much more of Mando and Grogu, like, there is, like, plot wise. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, my I don't prediction, know if time's running out. My prediction for season four is going to be it's 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 going to be Rangers of the Republic where. I don't think Mando and Grogu's storyline is going to progress too much there. I think they're just going to be a part of it to try and get through whatever plot they had that needs to happen for it. So I think it's going to be maybe something that happens with where the First Order comes from. I think that's what we're going to like. The seeds of the First Order are going to be planted in Season 4 of The Mandalorian. So I think, and this is not going to happen... But based on the limited information that I have, I'm gonna I'm gonna go and I'm gonna double down on my Bogotan predictions. <laughs> Say that she's she's what she's like the leader of the Mandalorians now or something. Yeah. Um I think that as she tries to bring the two sides together, there's gonna be a lot of conflict. Because of course there will be. And uh that is going to result in Bogotan getting frustrated and then kind of like whatever horrible thing she's done, whatever tendencies she's had, they're going to come back and they're going to realize that they've got to get rid of her. Uh, and there's going to be a lot of questioning of like, oh, well, like she's not as culty, but she is like bad in these ways. And so then both sides are like pretty gray. Eventually, uh, the Mandalorian is going to have to come back and like take his place on the throne and he's going to make the cult less culty and he's going to actually bring them together because we saw the seeds planted for his leadership arc and Grogu will just continue to be in a mech cute and like you know, they'll throw him in sometimes and they need to up the stakes. That, I mean, sounds pretty accurate. We'll and see. it's going to be a Leviathan attack. <laughs> <laughs> they love it. That's always their like the mythosaur. The mythosaur. <laughs> yeah. The mythosaur. Bo-Katan's like going to get eaten by the mythosaur. It's going to be like her fi- her final thing no, is you're going to get devoured by the mythosaur. By the mythosaur. She's going to use the mythosaur to eat the other Mandalorians. Well, we do know <laughs> we do know Katie Sackoff will be back as Bo-Katan. She has confirmed that in several interviews, as well as some funny like one-offs that she said. I don't know if anybody heard this one. I did, yeah. Um, gonna we will not gonna, repeat it. What's that? We will not repeat it because it's. Not for children. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but um yeah, she she acknowledges the fact that um some people don't like her character. Mm-hmm. And I don't, but I do like her portrayal of the character. Yeah. So and I I'm I wanna make sure that everyone knows that because like Jar Jar, these people are not at fault the actors are not at fault for bad writing or for bad plot. Yeah. If you or like Wyatt Russell, if you hate the character and you're supposed to hate the character, that's the actor doing their job. Yep. And she is doing a good job. It is crazy that we need to say this because villains are like what make <laughs> this kind of it's stuff worth amazing. Watching. Exactly. <laughs> villains are like the best part. Always for me. Usually. Um, she, listen, she'll always be Starbuck. Uh, from the Battlestar Galactica reboot in my eyes, so she can do no wrong. Like I love Katie Sackhoff for that show. That was an incredible role she did in that series. And there's even a part of me that struggles to see her as anything but Starbuck in things. Uh, so and that's why I completely am sympathetic with you, Norm. I don't really like her character in it because, and I. That's why I also agree she probably should have died or at least had some comeuppance. Um, but you know, she's she's my Starbuck. I'll always watch anything she's in because I'm a big fan of the actress. Yeah. Well, like I said, I'm ready for Ahsoka. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm really excited for that one. Can't believe we never saw Pedro Pascal's face. Yeah, yeah that's also... I thought happen. his helmet was going to pop off at the end. Damn it. So that was the Mandalorian <laughs> end? Question mark? <laughs> Mandalorian endish. Quit trying to make Mandalorian happen. It's not going to happen. Okay. Well, it'll happen well, next. So I guess we're going to get guess. the Mandalorian. Oh my god! Oh, somebody stop her. <laughs> Mandalorian, more like it. <laughs> this is rough, uh, even for me. Oh god, I'm really stretching, guys. Really stretching. And that closes out our coverage of the Mandalorian. Well, there goes Lucas. That can only mean one thing. 
It's time for Star Trek Picard and the Admiral. And as always, Lucas is gone again, right, Norm? Uh, maybe Lucas is just shy. Someday he'll meet the Admiral. I know it. I'm back. <gasps> the Admiral! <laughs> time for the last meeting of the verse Star Trek University as we discuss Star Trek Picard, episode 10, the series finale, the final generation. Is that what it's called? Oh, the last generation. The last generation. <laughs> that sounds so. <laughs> I was like, yikes. <laughs> well, because it's the final frontier, Star yeah. Trek V, and that's what space, the final frontier. Yeah, but no, the last generation there. works too, I suppose. So, in this episode, in a desperate last stand, Jean-Luc Picard and generations of crews, both old and new, fight together to save the galaxy from the greatest threat they've ever faced. What was everybody's reactions to the finale of the Picard series? Three series wrapped up. No fourth. No fourth no season fourth. coming. Nope. There's no fourth. It's an We're ending. We're not lying. No, this, yeah. this, this, this is the end of the uh, Picard So, Norm, story. since you are similar to the Admiral here, huge fan of Star Trek, and the next generation was your was yours, what did you feel like watching this series finale? I am not going to lie. I cried. I had I had moments where I, I was in tears. It was great. Uh, the uh, I watched this right before I watched the Mandalorian final, and I was so hyped because mm-hmm. Star Trek was so good. And then I was let down by the Mandalorian that I'm like, or maybe maybe Star Trek's the, the Picard Better? final was just that good. Oh, <laughs> it was. I mean, all right. I'll say as a fan as well, I was not like quote unquote getting teary eyed or misty eyed until the poker scene at the end and that probably will not have the same resonance for Bridget and Emily and I'm curious to ask him about it but for me not only so I, I heard the backstory on that is that they um, let them just play poker all the actors and they just filmed uh, Verte style for like an hour of them just playing and laughing as you know they're in, in character but like really just hanging out with each other and it felt so human and real in that moment that it was just a beautiful little send off to the, the to the whole cast. So anyway, that yes, I started getting a little emotional at that point. But what about <laughs> you, ladies? Did it land in the same way for you? Probably not. I could tell it was a very successful series finale, and I think there was like the sense of like, oh man, I hope all of my favorite long running series someday get like a nice send off like this. That was as good as this. Can I, I think what did it for me, it's hard to explain, but I don't know, but like, I felt like every actor that was in this series, and especially in that finale, like, wanted to be there and just Mm -hmm. like, absolutely poured their absolute best performances out to the point of, we're like, how, how did, like, was that, did that just happen sort of thing? Like, I'm just thinking like LeVar Burton and all these people that, like, Maybe you're not like the biggest stars on the planet, but God, did they give good performances? Well, this like, is—I think you're exactly right, Bridget. What happened is they never really got to to end their series well because they had their final movie kind of fizzled. Nemesis, they killed off Data, and it's just like the Enterprise is destroyed. Whatever, it's like it, it ended in a really like, kind of sad ending that they never got to fully complete anything. And it's like not only the fans, but I'm sure the actors felt a little bit miffed because the older generation from the original Star Trek series had a wonderful season, uh, uh, final film, Star Trek VI, that really just was a perfect wrap up to those characters. And so, like, I can I can understand why they probably felt maligned. And this was their opportunity to all show up and deliver, and they all did. It was just you're right. It felt like everybody got their due, right? It was they they wrapped it up as like, and this is kind of what the season the season felt like. Like you're playing with your Star Trek toys and then you get to like put them on the shelf and just stare at yeah. them and be happy like, you know, as you get older. And that's kind of what it felt like. They had a, had a, for, and a, more from a character than a story perspective, but they all kind of got their due to be like a their yeah. moment to shine and then and bow off the yeah. stage. You know what I mean? Do you know what this, the, the, I, for me, it wasn't as emotional, um, but it reminded me of when I finished watching Toy Story 3. Oh, like, very similar, like, yeah. Do you know, like, it's just like, it's very melancholy, oh, but it's man. like, it's the end, and you need it to be the and end. It really wasn't, but yes, that's the same feeling. Yeah, well, Toy right? Story oh. made a mistake, and they kept going when they needed to end it. <laughs> no, no, it no, wasn't they didn't. bad, though, It ended at Toy Story 3. And they now there's going to be a five? Yeah. No. No. In my so, brain, 
in my brain, it ends at Toy Story 3. It has to. Like, you and have that, to give right, an though, ending to yeah, That came out my senior year of high school, and that it just hit different. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's, 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 yeah, traumatizing. That movie was borderline traumatizing, but in a good way. Yeah. Um, but I do have a question then. So this poker sure. scene, mm-hmm. did they, did they, is this like, did they play that poker? That's a great, so the finale of the series, which is, to this day, one of the best Star Trek episodes ever made, as well as one of the best finales of a TV show I've ever seen, ends with Picard finally coming down and playing poker. Because throughout the whole series run, the other characters would play poker together, and Riker would be like the one they couldn't beat, and Worf and Data. They were, Data was trying to learn how to you know, do something very human. But you never see Picard. And finally, in the, in the last episode, the last shot is him coming down to play poker with them. And it's like such a beautiful little moment for the series. So them to recreate that, but then, like I said, like seeing but the aftermath of them actually playing together and being like a family was so like worthwhile from an emotional kind of period at the end of the sentence was perfect. Yeah, I loved it. That's um, really sweet. Actually, yeah, that's it was really super sweet. sweet. I, I, want, I want to dive into a, a different favorite moment of mine. Sure. Uh, there's this moment where you know, uh, for for Emily and, and, and Bridget to, to first let me lay this down. Data has always been calculated and driven by the numbers, probability, statistics, and whatnot. So yeah, that moment, yeah, he never had emotions. So now that he does and whatnot, and he's telling Jordy that like I can feel it in my gut, I can do this, I can pilot mm-hmm. us through this, and and Jordy's like, but it's impossible. He's like, I, you got to trust me, blah blah. Never tell me the odds. Yeah, they, they they're like. <laughs> It's finally a moment where they have to treat Data truly like anyone else part of the Enterprise, where it's like, he feels like he can do it. He's a competent person. We have to let him do it. And that was a great Very moment. Star Trek, yeah. But my favorite part comes right after that, where Troy, Deanna Troy's there like, why do I sense joy? And joy, he it yeah. goes over, and as Data's piloting it, he has this big smile on his face, like, I literally that's one of my notes data pilots the Millennium Falcon through the Death Star it was one of my favorite moments of that episode but that's why like it was a very cool moment where it's like this is impossible it can't be done he's like ah, never tell me odds I'm gonna do it and seeing data be human right yeah was, and find joy in a tense moment it was great like that's the journey we wanted data to finally get to and that's what I mean his character he spent seven seasons of a show wanting emotions they gave him it for a little bit in one of the movies and then he like lost it again. So you like you wanted to see him complete his journey to becoming fully human, and we got to experience it. How cool is that? Like, yeah, it's it literally. I think Terry Matlis, who who was a showrunner on this one, was like, "What are all the things as a Star Trek fan? You're like those threads we were saying in the Mandalorian finale, the threads that never got tied up." And and I think he literally went through a checklist of everything that we were like, "Why didn't this happen? Why didn't that happen?" And just like checked all the boxes. And as a fan, it completely was effective. It worked. For me, at least. I guess I've had the benefit of time, right? But but mm-hmm. it worked. And I did I did feel that my heart was warmed. Mm-hmm. And especially in that moment when everybody got unborged and they were like, they were having the like, all the reunions and stuff. And it was like the most heartwarming part, except for maybe the poker thing. Um, I could have sworn I heard the doctor say, just this once, everybody lives. Except for Shaw. But... <laughs> Yeah. What about me? But there was you like that kind of feeling, and it kind of made me be like, "Oh, I'd really like to watch uh, Doctor Who again." <laughs> <laughs> it's probably not. Well, I'm sure there's similar, there's similar like positivity, right? Like you get so, you know, beaten down by all this like uh, post-apocalyptic, right? Like, oh, the world's gonna end, especially in sci-fi. It's nice to have hopeful sci-fi. Um, but the funny thing is, in one of my notes too, Norm is I was I love that Troy got to finally do something with her powers, right? She's this idea like, oh, I'm an empath. Okay, she's like, no, they're alive. I can feel it. I have the force. Like <laughs> Luke is still there, and then they like fly into it, like into the the center of the Death Star. I mean, the Borg ship, and you know, it was just it 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 all worked. And I like that every single character got to a be competent and do something that was like helping the the team out. Um, you yeah, know, it's just nice to see. I don't know how you're getting these confused. The Death Star was round, and the oh, Borg yes. cube uh, is a cube. Uh, just so different. Cute. Yeah, you're absolutely <laughs> yeah. right. Um, I also like that uh, Worf 
falls asleep at the bridge at the end. Like, I thought that was a funny touch. It had good humor to it that didn't really feel very Star Trek, but Star Trek always had good goofy humor in it throughout the so, original run and Next Generation. So, yeah. So I have this funny feeling that the entire time Worf was just trolling Riker with every single thing oh. he was saying. Oh, I'm a, pa- I'm a pacifist now. Oh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna acknowledge this. Let's, and Riker's just make like, it a threesome. No, this is this is this isn't how it works. You're supposed to banter with me, and then right, Worf, and like, oh yeah. god, this is great. I, I heard that some of those interactions too are semi-improvised, like because you know he's the direct. Jonathan Franks was a director in some of these, so he would just like. It, it per- purposefully like have those interactions and then they'd like improv some of the the back and forth um it just show i mean they've been acting together for decades uh, that they kind of know each other's rhythms and beats but um another thing i really love for me this was like it had nothing at next generation was voyager finally seeing seven become a captain and then tuvok who it was funny originally it was supposed to be janeway um and right. they just couldn't afford it uh, and one of my big sad moments of this series of this finale was we didn't really get any Janeway I thought they were at least going to show like a shot of her or like mention her um, but seeing Tuvok who was one of my favorite characters in Voyager to, to give you know to bestow the honor on Seven actually was really cool because he kind of was like a mentor to her throughout the entire series of Voyager so I think that was like a really I think in some ways it was superior than having Janeway do it question is, she, is Seven she's is she the first female captain? No, no Janeway was the captain I mean, of Voyager. That's why it would make oh, sense that people yeah, yeah, are like, "Why yeah, isn't yeah. Janeway?" Okay. And Janeway really yeah, was yeah, like yeah. her, her like mother figure on the on the show. So I can understand what like it would almost make more sense for it to be Janeway. But I was like, something about okay, Tuvok. That's why I was a little confused. Okay. Yeah. No, and it's funny when she was the first woman captain. There was a lot of misogyny and uh, you know a lot of backlash to like a female captain, which is. As we can see, BS. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Um, so you, you kind of mentioned that the, some of the things bothering you. The one thing that bothered me, and, and like I, I had to dwell on this a little bit, they brought Q back at the end. Dude, that's one of my biggest and I'm bothered like, notes. I was like, that negated the entire... De- that was a great... The best thing about season two was that final episode... And they just negated it. So I'm like, okay, I'm never watching season two again. I Thanks mean, for that. I mean, I get it that, that Q is saying that... that um, Time works differently time than we like to think. Time works very different than you think. And I, I actually do believe that, like, in in reality. Yeah. But, like, yeah, from, from a storytelling standpoint, that felt completely negated and weird. And I'm mm-hmm. like, the only way this works... And I'm, I'm sorry, I love the... Char- they have to recast. Yeah. If yeah why can it be a different Q? Yeah, right? exactly. There's why a whole Q continuum. To- that felt unnecessary. It, it would have been great if it was a different character that was a Q and was yeah. like, oh, you think humans are off the hook? Like, no, we're going to be following you and, and checking on you all the time. So keep, you know, keep your things <laughs> tight. Anyway, I'm with you on that, Norm. That was as much as I love Delancey. Like, yeah, no, he's great. One of the best but... reasons to watch the original series. But anyway, I also was anybody bothered by like how they totally stole the Titan name and just rebranded it Enterprise. Why? Like, I, I, I like the show. Oh my God. Why not? I, a little bit, because they, they had a nice send off with the actual Enterprise. And I will say that when they brought it up, because they were like, they were like coming in slowly so mm-hmm. that you could see the, the name of the ship. I felt like such an idiot because I was like, I was like, oh, the new ship, I bet it's going to be called the Enterprise. And then it peered up and I was like, oh, the NCC1701G? That's not a very catchy name. <laughs> Wow, yeah, you're not a, not a true fan if you don't. So I'm going to be honest with you. I thought that scene where, where Jack's pacing back and forth and like, oh, we didn't want it. To, we wanted this to kind of be a surprise. Sorry for the deception or whatever. I literally thought it was going to be called the USS Picard. Get me too. And I was like, Thank you. I'm okay Thank with you. that. But why? I would have been okay with that too. Because then the, the next season of Picard would just be about the, the ship. And yeah. it wouldn't have. That would have been. there. I understand the whole Enterprise love, but I'm like, we already have a series with the Enterprise in it, which is uh, you know, Strange New Worlds, even though different time setting. It would have made so much sense to either be Titan or Picard. I'm just a little annoyed that like they felt like they had to do that. Like, why why couldn't it just be Titan or Picard? Or or just just say to her, hey, we're not renaming the Titan, but we're you're going to be Captain, but you're not Captain of the Titan. Yeah, and then and then reveal the new Enterprise, not. Don't rename the Titan unless you're going to rename it to Picard. Yeah. There's yeah. no reason to rename the Titan or Shaw. Call it 
Shaw, but that wouldn't have made sense for uh, for Picard. Why hide it? But I don't know. The Picard would have been so much cooler. Although there might be some naval rules of why you can't name a ship after a person who's not dead or something. I don't know. Is there? Do you think there's going to be a spinoff? Yes. Oh, there is. Yeah. So they announced already. um, (laughs) They announced. Well, they announced they were going to do Legacy, Legacy, Legends, Star Trek Legacy. Yeah. I think it's well, legacy. That sound vaguely familiar. Let me let me make That's sure I get the name right. Good, because honestly, my biggest complaint with this like um, episode in this season was that there was like so much. Like, I think it was a really great send off for the original cast, but then the young generation, like, I think didn't really like. I just stopped caring about Jack for a while, and yeah. when he finally came back and he got unborged and whatnot. He finally got his personality back, and I was like, oh, I haven't seen this personality for, like, five episodes at least. And I forgot that he's actually, like, that he could potentially carry a show, and I just so didn't care. Yeah. Um, and so I, it would <laughs> have been it. nice to, like, I don't know, just somehow weave that in a little more. But he had to spend so much time being captive, Bored. basically. Yeah. yeah. I agree, too. Like, the, the younger cast kind of got sidelined towards the end just so we could give a send-off to the the OG crew. And I think it was a kind of disservice to the arc of the season. But I, truly, I'm more excited. Now, I'm so excited for Legacy because we get Seven as captain, which I wanted. I'm a little confused how Rafi just suddenly got promoted to first officer when she is in a relationship with the captain. Or are they not? That just feels it's like a little bit of nepotism. Just going to float that out there. Yeah. Uh, and then Jack Crusher, who just joined Starfleet is now like on the bridge sitting as her right hand man as an they ens- kind of uh, but as an ensign because he's, he's so like a, brilliant apparently they, they kind of like just explained it away like oh yeah obviously you're going to be the and he's like what should I be called like they didn't even give you a title like that's not how it works man in a military but okay sure um, I'm okay with it because I love these characters and I'm but truly I'm way excited way more excited now for this um, legacy. Uh, I'm not gonna say more than Strange New Worlds because that is like right now my favorite Star Trek thing. But um, well, yeah, I'm I'm definitely excited for Legacy. Look, to watch all, these what you what you just mentioned there, Lucas, that's all mm-hmm. Legacy's problem. That's not Picard's problem. That's good Legacy's problem. Point. Legacy has to build and change on that. Yeah, good point. And I'm curious if it's going to be more of like the episodic storytelling. Um, I would like serialized. I would like for it to. Uh, do a hybrid of the two. I would like for it to be more serialized like Strange New Worlds is, but yeah. I would like for there to be more of a season arc than what the yeah, original Yeah, like Discovery kind of did that um, w- where they would have these like smaller arcs at first. I think then they ended up just being really serialized after that. But um, I would love to see that where it's somewhat self-contained episodes that do a whole seasonal arc. I mean, if you watch Enter- uh, Enterprise, the one that, ha- that came out, Scott Bakula is the the captain they kind of did that they did a well, really good job of like these small little mini arcs and seasonal arcs as well as one-off episodes so D- I, that would be my ideal perfect, yeah personally. ds9 had it towards the last few seasons where you're like point, okay yeah. but but the problem there was they couldn't figure out the filler episodes or whatever so well, that's because that- it's funny you say that because that was the tension they wanted to do more serialized <laughs> and they were like no that's not star trek you like the producers at the time brandon brog and so we're like no, you have to do these episodics. So it was just tension, push, and pull. Uh, I think there is a format that works really well, which is, you know, seasonal arcs with these kind of mini arcs in between episodes that last maybe two or three or maybe one-offs. But so we'll see. Um, oh, one last thing I really enjoyed was when the cook was like, oh, my God, I'm not a pilot. And she's like, you have pilot training. Get in there. And it totally was like a... I hope we see that guy again. I'm hoping that <laughs> Cook shows up in Legacy because he was such a funny little character to throw in there. Um, and that's the kind of stuff, you know, just reminds me of why I love Star Trek. I mean, was he just a cook, though? Because I feel like they kept he being like, co- yeah. no, you're a pilot. And he's like, no, I, I really am not. <laughs> no, well, well he had to go through the, yeah. training in the, in, his, in the academy. You, like, have to learn how to pilot something for, like, whatever. Oh. And you get a grade on it. And then, you know, he probably didn't do great. Got, like, a C. Or he did fine, but that was years ago, and he's like, yeah, <laughs> like eek, yeah. All right. Um, Anything oh, else we want to add? Uh, there, a- there was a, uh, there was a, an Easter egg about uh, President Chekhov. Yes. Oh, yes. that is in my notes too. So it's president? his son. It was no, his it's son, not Chekhov's Anton Chekhov. It's uh, okay. No, it was. So it's named. It's combining the actor who 
passed away who played Chekhov in um uh what's it called in, in the JJ Abrams in the, verse in the JJ Abrams series his first name with Chekhov last name played by the voiced by the original Chekhov which was interesting but it was supposed to be the son of uh, Chekhov who became president I nice. thought that was a really cool Easter egg yeah <laughs> that's nice yeah that's the thing is like doing this fan service where it's like doesn't really affect the story makes the fans happy but it's like doesn't pull you out of it, it when, that's when I think they really do it, do it right nuclear vessels yes where are the nuclear vessels um, is this going to inspire Bridget and Emily to go watch more Star Trek content maybe possibly I don't know I'm I watch telling Strange you New Worlds TNG is Doctor worth Who. it <laughs> And Doctor Who doesn't really count, but okay, adjacent Star Trek adjacent. Um. Oh, we're, I'm I'm seeing that we're supposed to be picking out our season MP- MVPs for this. Oh, cool! That's a good idea. Um, I mean, for me, MVP would be um, Jordy. I mean, Jordy and War for me were like my favorite parts most of the time. Uh, War especially with for me was maybe my biggest MVP. I'm throwing Stashwick out there. Oh, of course. I, I I thought I thought Shaw agree. did a great job with everything he was given, and he I don't think he was given enough. I rarely say that. I don't think he was given mm-hmm. enough. Yeah, I actually let's put let's give him the number one slot with, with Bridget and Emily. How do you guys feel about that? I'm with it for Shaw Bridget, Bridget for seems Captain Shaw Todd Stashwick. I don't know. I, I'm like indifferent. I, I'm I'm good for it. Okay, so we'll put him at number one because we forced it on Bridget. So, Bridget, what would you say? You get the next pick then since we made you accept that. Or you get to throw out the, the idea. Or you of the can next throw, pick. yeah, toss out somebody if you don't like him. No. No, I like it. <laughs> I don't know. I really liked Worf. <laughs> Worf was my favorite. He was good Michael comedy, good games. action. And I. Know. Like, to me, when I think back to the season, like. That's who I think of. So I don't know. I don't know. I thought the actors did a really good job. I think it was like in one of the earlier episodes, you guys were talking about how this take on the character was different from mm-hmm. like what you had seen before. And I, I really enjoyed him. Because when did he say he was like meaner or something like that? Well, he was like grumpy. Like, like just really aggressive. Grumpier, yeah. Aggressive, or, yes. yeah. And I, I don't I like to me, he was like the comic relief. <laughs> Yes, they gave him the best lines, and he like his character was the most fun, right? It felt like every, when every yeah. episode, episode or scene he was in, you were like, you didn't know what was going to happen. He's right? like, I'm just joshing you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was. I I'm going to say he. Know. Todd Stashwick yeah. and Worf are my. Two I I'm all for Worf. I'm going to put Worf up there. Michael Dorn did good. I'm not. Yeah. I won't argue against Michael Dorn. Yeah, and then and then Jordy. For me, I like Jordy a lot. Look, I, mean, I love Lavar Burton. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I love Lavar Burton in general. So I, but I'm I'm kind of tempted to put seven. See, oh I'll, yeah, see that's hard. Uh, so she was so good. Uh, not only did I do love Lavar Burton, but, but I think I would put seven over Lavar Burton. Let's do it, honestly. Can she got the best arc in it? And you're right. It was I felt so emotional when she became captain, and I was just so much joy to see that she was going to now take the mantle. Yeah, I'm yeah, into it. I, I would say, say uh, I can put Jerry Ryan up there. Yeah. yeah, there you go. That's there we go. The three. One, two, three. Wow, that actually was probably one of the most seamless rankings we've ever done. Well, we also force you to accept Shaw's. <laughs> yeah, that's true. One. I really was just like, I don't really feel. Like I arguing. really, yeah, but, I, I, but I was, there's nothing to really argue against, though. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like they did such true. a good job. I, I am, I'm willing to say that he was the breakout star in this. He was, like, and it's so funny because they killed his character off. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like he was which the best makes, new addition, which I actually think might make it better. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, true. killing people is more effective well, that, that, at uh, the Bridget. Mandalorian season three. <laughs> You do it to yourself, Bridget. <laughs> Say, quanti- quantify that. Um, all right. Well, any other theories or like, things coming up? We kind of talked about legacy, so that's and that's the. Most I'm going to tell you. One. Wait, I, I have a funny sure. to share about this. So, I have a coworker who is obsessed with Star Trek. I mean, obsessed with Star Trek. And so I was telling him we were talking about this, and I said I was watching this, and you know. Uh, He's like, you should watch Strange New Worlds, whatever. I was like, yeah, but I'm going to finish Picard first, you know, yeah, yeah. And I said something about, yeah, I just finished episode six or seven. I don't remember which one it was. But I was kind of forgetting that we were watching screeners. Oh, 
not time. Yeah. not how they were being released on Paramount. Well, I only said I watched it. I didn't reveal any plot. And his head immediately was like, what do you mean? And I was like, yeah. And I, I'm like, wait, yeah, I got episode eight and nine, like, ready to go. He's like, what? He's like, they haven't come out yet. And I was like, yeah, they have. Because like, in my head, I'm just like, I'm not even yeah. thinking. I'm just like, yeah, I just watched them. Duh. Dummy. You're obviously not like, a Star Trek fan. If you he was like, them. what? And I was, he's like, how? How? And I was like, then I was like, oh. And then I was like, because I know people. And he's like, what? <laughs> what? What do you mean? You, what do you mean? You have watched it already? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and I think his head exploded because then like the next, like every day he'd be like, he'd just like come in and he'd like look at me. Like I get a glare from across the newsroom being like, how dare you? Because he knows I'm not, a, he's like, I'm not, he knows I'm not a real Star Trek fan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm a Feels like probably such a betrayal. Like, I'm a bigger fan than you. How come you can watch it? I can't. <laughs> yeah, it was basically um, one of those things. But then it became a mystery of like, how, how how is Bridget getting these screeners? How is because this is like my alter ego. No one really knows that I do this, so it's like yeah. It's my super well, I'll say on Discord, I had friends who were like, "So what do you what did you think?" Like, because I they knew I watched it before them. Like, what did you think? And I was like, I can't say anything. Like, I'm not gonna. I don't want to taint your yeah, you kids can't, at can't, all. Got to keep the yeah. waters pure, baby. Yeah. Right, and I knew I was also going to see the finale before he saw the finale, so that I was like, oh, I'm just gonna mm-hmm. not talk to him. I'm gonna not. Should have just to spoiled him. it just a little bit for him, just a little. <laughs> Oh, I did tease him. Like, I did say, I was like, oh, you might want to get the tissues for next episode. You didn't need the tissues for the next episode. <laughs> but I just was like, you mean it's going to be a rough one. Characters I didn't expect. Yeah, and then he comes, yeah. and then he like storms into the newsroom. He's like, you told me someone's going to die. I was like, I didn't say that. I just. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, anyways, oh. that's all. It was just a funny. All right. So, any more theories, knowledge, or little stories you want to share? Otherwise. There you have it. That was the series finale of Star Trek Picard. Time for me to go. Does it have to be? Can't you stay for one more episode? Please. Sorry, number two. This is goodbye. At least until Star Trek Strange New Worlds comes to Paramount Plus in June. I'm certain we'll be covering that. Goodbye, squad. Live long and podcast. Good. Goodbye. He called me number two. He called me number two. He sure did, Norm. He called you as number two. You're his number two. Yeah, that's that's actually a title of great honor. I think so. Yeah. Totally. You know what they say. First the worst. Second the best. Yep. Yep. Some real lavatory libations. Norm's going number two. <laughs> that's, what the, that's what we say. Hey, number two. What? Why are you guys? What's laughing? your duty? What's your duty? <laughs> what, what do you mean, my duty? I'm piloting the ship. Is that your duty, number two? <laughs> What's this I hear, Norm? You're number two now. Yes, sir. Too bad you missed the admiral again. Always such an honor, just to speak with him. Thank you. What was that? Oh, uh, nothing. Uh, just keep up that enthusiasm, number two. I, I mean, Norm. Well, that was fun. <laughs> Time to close things out. Make sure you all subscribe to The Verse wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Apple, Google, Audible, Spotify, etc. Also, be sure to share us with a friend or on your social media pages. Make sure you tag us at The Versecast. So until next time, if you want to follow me, Lucas Longacre, you can follow me at Luconian Logic on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, VR Chat. You can find me, Bridget, on Twitter and Instagram at BridgetRogan16. You can follow me, Norm Felker, on Twitter at random underscore white guy and on Twitch at random underscore white underscore guy. I'm going to have to update my logos to have a number two logo there. That's a very clever idea. You should do that. Yes, we we fully agree with this. Yeah, yeah, full throttle, full <laughs> throttle. Mm-hmm. Hey, no trash talk, guys. But uh, if you want to follow me, Emilia, you can find me on Twitter at Emilia U. Finally, there is our producer Stephen Prusikowski, who was last seen bluffing up a storm in poker. He can be found on Twitter and on Letterboxd as at Filmsnork. Uh, I hope he didn't lose too much money. I still want to get paid for those 20 days of existence that we lost. Well, there's our music. 
Thanks for listening, and keep sending in those questions and comments on our Twitter page at TheVerseCast. And as always, we'll see you next time in The Verse. We'll discuss The Verse is produced by Stephen Puzikowski. In The Mandalorian, we've mentioned several of the droids and robots that exist. I started to wonder if you could choose any robot or droid from any of the cinematic universes to be your sidekick, which would you choose? Well, who'd be everybody's go-to robot? Mine would be... <laughs> mine, mine would be Karen from SpongeBob. Oh my god, that's brilliant. <laughs> hey, a robot? Karen, <laughs> Plankton's computer wife? I think that qualifies a robot because she like travels in her TV stand sometimes and then goes into other machinery because she's brilliant and she will do what is necessary and what's best for me. Even if I don't do it for myself, she will always know better. Okay. And Karen is not a modern day Karen that we make fun of. Okay. Okay. I'll say I wasn't, wasn't crazy about the name, but okay. Karen, my computer wife. I'm glad you're cracking each other up. (laughs) Come on. I just, if I wanted to take over the world and all I had was a robot sidekick, Karen would get me there. You're allowed to have anyone you want. And I like, and listen, you can legally get married to Karen if you want. Right. And if you saw the SpongeBob movie, then you know Karen is capable of some pretty crazy stuff. Okay? That's all I gotta say. Sure. All right. I'll take your word for it. I haven't seen any of this, so. <laughs> and you have kids, Norm. You have no excuse. They don't like it. Oh, I, I can't. Just I can't shoot explain. a dagger through my heart. God. So who's going next? Who else would has a robot? They would. I know Norm's like anti-robot, so maybe he I'm, doesn't even have one. I'm anti-robots. I'm not anti-droids. Mm. Oh, okay, but they're di- they're decision. different. There's they a are. Difference. There is a difference. And you know, okay. When when I think about it, you know, I'm gonna, I'm I am actually going to stay in the Star Wars universe for this. Um, I ne- like my robot sidekick needs to have a little bit of sass, but mm-hmm. also they need to have like some feng shui to them. And I'm sorry, but R two D two full of sass, completely competent, can help you out in any situation. I hate the trash can mentality like look. And then there's there's BB eight, same thing, like. Help you out of any situation, totally competent, sass, but mm-hmm. a ball, a beach ball with a little another thing on top of it? No, 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 no. So you can also go with Chomper or Chopper. Chopper. Chopper is the best one of that. He, he is. He tons of full on sass, 100% Kind of psychotic sass. too. Little, yes, a little psychotic, but again, still a trash can on wheels. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with from the Fallen Order series, BD1. A little sassy robot. Interesting. That okay. like looks like a, a little mini at at at. An at at. I'm sorry, not an at at. Uh, a walker, two legged one. But he's cute. He's sassy and he's highly competent. So I'm going with so, BD1. These are all important traits for a robot sidekick. One hundred percent. Yep. But you can go I mean, with entertainment. I'm always for that. I'm going There's right to the source for mine. Like. If I'm going to have a robot sidekick, I'm just going to get a Transformer so I can hang out with it as a robot oh. and just drive me around. So I'm going Optimus Prime. Also, and you can have a car. A you can have a sick rig. race car. No, I want the big rig I mean, that okay. turns into a right. thing that can blast things out of the sky. Yeah. <laughs> if you remember, in the original toy, it had like he had the trailer that would open up into a whole like... You know, or like an Armada thing, yeah. Armada thing, yeah. So that's... There you go. I have like my trailer we can go across country on, hang out with. I mean, I mean granted... A Decepticon would make more sense because you could fly everywhere. I'm with Bridget. I I would rather go with like with like Bumblebee or Hot Rod or or one of those. I go with that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm I'm saying. I'm just saying. What's that? Is Optimus Prime a truck? He's a semi truck. Yeah, he's a a semi truck. Well, I've I've never I've never seen the Transformers film, so you should just watch the cartoon. The film. I've only seen the Shia LaBeouf ones. Yeah, the first one's good. Isn't that all there is? Good? Is it really good? It's watchable. It's good for for what it is, it's, it's watchable. watchable. And, and it's, actually, Bumblebee was pretty good. I haven't yeah, seen that, and everyone like tells Bumblebee me that was the good. One. The Bumble, well, Bumblebee the movie. Have you seen the movie? No. 
it's way more like smaller it's what the transformers probably should have been like a smaller more intimate story of of a, a girl in her car <laughs> i guess is what you'd call it anyway bumblebee's cool you should watch that it one. has highly Haley steinfield there. in it right yeah oh that's the oh, newer really? one yeah yeah it's good i'd say watch that one i watched it on the plane and i was like pleasantly surprised um so emily you're the last one here who hasn't shared their yeah their i was i was trying to think about this actually because i was because i was gonna i had one in mind like straight away but then i was like oh doctor who does have a lot of robots in it and let me just like quickly look at the list of doctor who robots and i realized that like 99.9 percent of them are evil yeah i would say all of them are like evil, <laughs> i thought yeah the, all, the few episodes i watched of doctor who had evil robots in it except for canine the robot dog uh so canine would be my companion because uh adorable highly competent Check. has lasers in its nose and nose. a vast a must <laughs> Well, yeah, uh, and has uh, knowledge of everything, basically. So you ask K9 anything, and K9 has an answer. Uh, so K9 was originally with the fourth Doctor, which I did not see the original series, but that's that's what I've been told, mm. and has made several reappearances. And every time K9 reappears, the Doctor's like, oh my god, K9, and gets really excited. So I'm really excited to see K9 as well. Is he a good boy? Yes, always. <laughs> Who's a good boy? <laughs> All right, those are all good answers. Although mine's the only robot that could drive me around, so 